welcome back to yet another episode of Cosmic Conduits. Let's talk about us. Not like we've never done that before. Not once. But, you know, let's get into the nitty gritty. Like, how, how did we become a unit? How did we meet? What have we been through? What, uh, what has made us so amazing together like we're just like the best couple like the best communicators like so cute and so perfect for each other (laughs) okay let's tell them exactly those things (laughs) okay it's implied they know they know they know those things we should tell them how those things came to be yeah okay okay let's do that so we have the very definition of a rihanna song as our Story. We found love in a hopeless place. Okay, our first date was in Fairfield no, through, no, 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 through no. meeting on Tinder. Yeah, there you go. We met on Tinder. We met on Tinder. Yeah, that's the hopeless place. Had the our Fairfield, first date. Fairfield's got some hope, but Tinder. Dude, Fairfield has no. hope. I don't know why you would say okay, that. Okay, it's the other way Do you way have around. friends who live there's in Fairfield? There's hope on Tinder. There's really no hope in Fairfield. Yeah. Don't try to find love in unless, Fairfield. Unless you're trying to find cockroaches and the smell of urine, then Fairfield is the place to. B, it's yeah. paradise. It's full of those things and stabbings. But yeah, but aside look, from look, that, we we met on Tinder. And what was your experience of Tinder? And did, did you have like a love at first sight type of thing when you saw me on Tinder? So it's a peculiar story. Let me let me let me back up to the first swipe. Okay, so I used to work at a music school in Fairfield, the uh, the Fairfield School of Music. I was a guitar teacher there, and I always had my Tinder radius to thirty kilometers. Because in my brain, I was like, I'm not going to travel more than 30Ks to meet someone. Like, fuck that. So 30Ks was kind of like my own limit. And I tried longer than that. And I tried shorter than that. And I was like, cool, that was a good middle ground for me. One day, I had a break between two students. And I went to go use the restroom facilities. And whilst in the middle of a number two, I was swiping a little bit. And while I was swiping, I came across Danica. Now, Danica's page was... One of the weirdest Tinder profiles I'd ever seen. It looked like she was kidding with making her profile. But I found it really funny, okay? Here's here's what I remember from Danica's page. There was one picture of, like, her hair being the focus, and you could barely make out what her face looked like. Then there was one picture of... It was, like, her, purposely with my hair over my face, I think. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was, like, pu- making some face. Then, the, then, then, then there was, like, this thing where you'd pull your eyelids down and be, yeah. like, a creepy freak. I think I, think I look best like that you don't it's terrifying don't do that for anyone ever and then there was one picture of a drawing that you colored in which i thought that you drew because it was just a nice artwork and i remember it so specifically it was this like beautiful divine like cosmic girl with green hair that that flowed down her body and became a lake in a river and i use that because i i was like I colored the lady in brown with long green hair and I was brown with long green hair. And it I was, was like, an this is basically me. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, here's me if I was a cartoon. Yeah. And then the next thing was a kind of like, you like, it's almost like a mid sneeze face. It was just like this peculiar, it could be a constipated face, a mid sneeze face. And it was just like, your hair was covering a little bit of your face as well. Cause you're clearly one of the things about you was that you had damn long hair and it was pretty prevalent and visible in most of your pictures. I saw that. And then I read your profile and that's what got me excited. Okay. Your profile said likes to move, but likes to be still. I like to move and to be still. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for rewording it correctly. Um, I read that and I was like, Oh, she's on that vibe. Uh, Every fucking time. Yeah. Okay. Airplane mode. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, dude, she's on the vibe. She's on the stillness vibe. I wonder if she's into yoga. I wonder if she's into Eastern philosophy. Um, I was very big into that stuff. And I had been for years at that point. And then there was a bunch of emojis underneath that, that were all related to cutting and blood and violence, including like swords, machetes, needles, blood, um, stethoscopes everything that was like i in the moment i had no interpretation i just thought like oh this 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 girl's fucking crazy that's what i first thought this girl's absolutely crazy and now i can confirm that she is (laughs) but when i met her i matched with her because i happened to be within radius because of where i work and i lived i i I was born and raised in the outer west so i'm always like fairfield's my local city council so because we live further than for 30 kilometers away from one another. But if you weren't working out that way, you wouldn't have really met. 
Mm. It's about 47 Ks between our like current places of residen- residences right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, if I wasn't working there, exactly. I would never have been able to swipe you. And I swiped and I just completely forgot about it. I, I'd completely forgotten because I had to rush off and go teach, you know, five, six, seven more students. I can't remember what time in my day this was. And then I finished my day, didn't think about it. And then I got back to my place that I was staying at. And I just remember you matched me back. And I was like, oh, cool. And so our conversation started pretty just there was no fluff. There was no, hello, how are you? It was just, I immediately commented on your statement. And then I immediately commented on your emojis. And in the moment when I was like messaging you back when we first met, I saw those emojis and I was like, like what are you trying to say? Is that is it that you'll absolutely fuck someone up? Like if, if anyone messes with you, you will fuck them up. And you were like, precisely. <laughs> and I was like, oh. It's okay. not quite true. Like, I'm actually quite weak, I guess. But maybe mentally, emotionally. Mentally, emotionally. And plus, <laughs> you were doing martial arts, what, six days a week back then? Yeah. Yeah. So you... you I wasn't very good at it. But... but you were tough. Like, you had the tough attitude. I guess. I did have a tough attitude. You didn't have, like, the body, the muscles, the coordination to, to, to back <laughs> to any back of that. <laughs> but you had the attitude. And that's what, what struck me right away. Um, and then I met you, and this is the most peculiar first date I've ever had. I've been on many first dates, okay? And I'm sure you have too. Wait, 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 wait. So on my end, oh, yeah, I don't please. know how Tinder works if they do this whole, like, will they, won't they thing where it's like you don't get to see who swipes who first. I don't I don't know. But I remember swiping right on your profile. I don't have, like, a, a right or left, whatever it is. I don't have a I dis- forget which one's the right way now. I don't have a distinct <laughs> memory of your profile, but it was just, like, some pictures of you, some pictures of you on stage, some pictures of you normal. Um... And what was your vibe? What was in my Yours was just like, like what was you it? Tell like me about me. Friendly, passionate, kind, interesting dude. Um, but something about I think you may have even said something about studying like at the Berkeley College of Music in your bio. Yeah, I I, that, I think you could have I think you no, did. No, I that. didn't say it in my bio. Okay, okay. No then way. it came up. Okay, so anyway, Not that so arrogant. whatever. But um <laughs> so I, I remember swiping right on Jesse. And I was like, we're going to match. And as, first of all, it wasn't like a cocky thing, but like you get to know the type of person that you match with. And you seem like a bit of a hippie. And I'm like, there's not many fellow hippies on Did you here, get hippie so. vibes from me? I had no tie-dye shirts. No, 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 no. Like I still don't really have tie-dye some shirts. some sort of like introspective, like, I don't know. I honestly, but a, a hippie is really introspective. Honest, I can't remember shit. Okay, go I on. I can't remember shit. But um, one of the first things you told me when we started talking is that, is that you were going to go to, to Berkeley to study. That was one of the first things that like, it just came up in passing. Like uh, we were talking about our interests. We were talking about passions and stuff. Yeah. And you you just mentioned it. It was like one, it was the first conversation we had. And that is when I knew I was like, Oh shit, here we go. Like I'm going to end up with this dude. (laughs) And I really mean that. I really mean that because I was, how did you know so quickly? Tell me about it. I was on this whole like non-attachment vibe and I had just come away from so many karmic relationships and and I was really feeling the conversation we were having but when you said that you were going to go away to study that was like I could fully anticipate the non-attachment lesson coming my way <laughs> fully like and I, and I literally you knew, knew, it. You knew I knew it first swipe and then once we had that conversation it solidified my knowing I was like this dude and me are gonna have something but look before we get to our first date Let's just talk about the state of mind that we were in when we, quote unquote, manifested each other, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is also an interesting part of our relationship too. Because I know for me, I had reached this place in my life and I had learned so many very specific lessons that I got to this point, I would say a few weeks before mm. I matched with you on Tinder, where I was like, Danica, what is it that you really want? Like, what would make you happy in this life? Um, in terms of another human being in your life. And so for me, I didn't even think of it as a romantic partnership. I, mm. I, I was just, I knew that something was going to make its way into my life because I had just said goodbye to a lot, to a lot. And I was also in the process of cutting some other ties as well. You're making room for new things. I was making room for new things. And so I sat down and I truly had some, I don't know if it was like med- uh, meditations or journals, but I sat down and I was like, what I want to call in in terms of human relationships is I want a friend. I want a teacher. I want somebody I can learn from and who can learn from me. I want somebody who shares similar philosophies, morals, values. It even got specific when it comes to like looks, interests, music taste. You got specific when it came to looks as well. Yeah. Looks and like, uh, 
even like just weird things like hobbies like I, I don't want, I don't want to say specific it's too specific it's super lame okay. but um yeah but and then when I met you and after like eventually after getting to know you and falling in love with you looking back on it I was like holy shit this is everything I asked for it was everything. Like, I didn't know if all those Incredible. things would come through one person or like a few different people in my life. I didn't know that I'd find a romantic partnership. Maybe I'd just find like a guru or something like that. But I found you and you were very specifically every single thing I was looking for at that point in time. Oh my time. God. Yeah. So, but That's I'd amazing. never gotten clear on it before. And then once I got clear on it, you came in after a few weeks. Talk to me just, so talk to me quickly. And if you could, if you would elaborate on the state of mind that you touched on before, when it comes to state of mind, how were you living? What were you doing? What were your like prominent beliefs and how were those influencing your life in the weeks leading up to how we met really? after you had cut ties with things? Awesome question. So I had just like, I was just finishing off my yoga teacher training, I think. And I was doing a lot of meditation and I had come off of antidepressants like semi recently, like in the last like a few months before, right? Yeah. And also, no, I actually think it was like a month before I met you because wow. I had like gone back to them and tried them again. And then I went cold Turkey on both, um, antidepressants and like the contraceptive pill, which I was taking for a number of reasons, including like just hormonal regulation in terms of my skin and People stuff get, like yeah, that. The There's just like stuff, a lot yeah. of reasons that you can be prescribed it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck all of this medication. So I, I went cold Turkey on all my meds and then I, I, I was overseas and I was also, um, I, I had this thing with like an old friend that I sort of had something for back in the day. And we had this whole like karmic rollout, um, of me just realizing like, Hey Danica, you've grown up. Like you need to let go of shit. You need to let go of your history. You need to mm. just stop expecting things from people. And then I was also like coming off of the med. So I was having like withdrawals and I was having massive panic attacks and anxiety yeah, and yeah. all of this type of stuff. So I went through this period of like shedding humans in my life, shedding old relationships, shedding medication and just letting go and letting go. And then like leaning into it, like regulating my nervous system and coming back to meditation and coming back to trust. And, and so when I arrived back home and I had moved through all of this stuff, I was so proud of myself. And then I was practicing martial arts, like regularly yoga regularly. And, and I was in this place where I was feeling so overwhelmingly positive. Like I have just gotten a grip on my mental health. And that was like a 10 or 15 year journey. Right? Oh my God. Huge. Yeah. And I had truly done it. Yeah. yeah. Like I was at the top of a mountain peak looking ahead and that's why I knew good things were coming my way. And that's why I felt this opportunity to be like, cool, good things are coming my way. What do I want to align with? Mm. That was my, yeah, that was where I was at. Incredible. How about you? Okay. So my state of mind was very grounded at that time. I was doing a lot of work, connecting with spirit, connecting with my intuition, understanding um, the practices that helped me connect to my spirit and relinquish attachment to the physical world. Uh, I was playing around with lots of different fasting, detoxing, and I felt very clean and clear and fresh-minded. And I was addressing um, peculiar little like physical health issues that had kind of stuck around for years and not really been explainable to me. But I did find answers in this stuff through holistic health. And that also helped me have a clearer mind. I just felt really connected to spirit through all these things. If anyone wants specific details, they can ask me or I can elaborate a lot and I'll spend a whole hour talking about it. But <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a, a lot of clarity around my life around that time. And um, in rega regards to state of mind, I had done a very specific meditation on the full moon, perhaps before that meeting that I had with you or perhaps the one before that I remember doing a specific meditation and like you said like literally calling in exactly what I wanted so I did this visual visualization why can't I say that word I did this visualization exercise which I made up intuitively where I was kind of accessing a database now if you know me I'm very technological I love that stuff so I kind of went into a database in my brain and I put together this ideal person who I'd love to spend my life with. I, I kind of invented you. You're not actually real. Like this was a podcast not happening. This conversation's not real. You're not real. I invented you. You didn't exist until I put all the things together in the database. I hit enter and then your family appeared on earth. Well, esoterically in terms of our personal realities. Yes. And you, I feel the same way it. on my end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't real until you, did you, okay. Let me ask you about the, meditations you were doing to call in can i ask 
for you, you to elaborate on that? I wasn't really doing that. I was just, I was just maybe around the process of meditating, sitting down and just thinking. Um, and yeah, it was just a thought process. Like, just what, conscious what do I, reflection. like I said, like, what do I want? What do I want? Yeah. In a person? What do I want? What do I want? Full stop. Not well, in a person, but just what do I want? Yeah. And it was some sort of like powerful partnership but it's interesting <laughs> awesome, right yeah. because you said you were exploring fasting you're exploring probably um being hugely influenced by all the gurus that you were connecting with and you mm. were diving deep into these esoteric and health related and breath related practices and so you're really cleaning yourself up mind body and spirit and yeah, then trying you yeah yeah and then you felt this calling to to just hone in on something that you desire yeah exactly so i i, I one night you know lit a candle got some crystals out, sat there in meditation and just literally, you know, went into the database and just, you know, exactly as you said, called in what I desired. Yeah. But I knew it was a specific person. Mm. So yours was kind of more more broad. Open, it was like, yeah, open for interpretation. Yeah, yeah. mine was like, I want a person. And even, as you mentioned, even the small peculiar details, like skin color, like looks, like it's, it was all, it was all painted so specifically for me as well. Yeah. And I can't... It, when I when I think about it and reflect on it, it just sounds like genuine magic. Yeah, it's but it's creepy, <laughs> right? Like it's a little bit creepy oh, from an external perspective. If you haven't like studied manifestation or magic, yeah, then it's, it's creepy yeah. as hell. And the people who know us can, I think they've come to see how specifically we have called each other in. Yeah, like there's just so many little niches and nuances to how both <laughs> we're both complete freaking weirdos. Yeah, and there's just. There's not many other people out there who would just slot right in, like yeah. right in with either of us. Yeah, I don't think nowhere near as well, yeah. at least as we do. Yeah, but um, anyway, like, we're just like so amazing, I'm like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, fast forward to our first date. Tell me about that. Oh, okay. This was a weird situation for me because okay, if you know what I look like, I have long curly hair, I have a beard, um. Everything else, like elbows, <laughs> face. I have hair and some other stuff too. So so when I would teach at my school, sometimes I'd wake up early enough to make my hair look nice and curly and put some products in it. So my mom's a hairdresser, so I'm very particular with hair products and making my hair look good. And every first date I've ever been on, that's like, I have to look good. I have to make some kind of an effort, right? Not this one. And this is the weird thing about our first date. I remember... Okay, so here's how I remember it. I was finishing work in Fairfield um, at a specific time, and you were finishing teaching about 20 minutes away at a specific time. And so we, we, we decided, okay, cool. Like, I'm not too far from Fairfield, said you. I'll come meet you in Fairfield. And I finished my last student. And by the time I packed up the, the studio I was working in, I didn't have enough time to put some nice hair product in. And I thought to myself, oh, shit, whatever. Like, I'm not going to be attached to how I look. I'm just going to tie my hair in a lazy ass man bun and I'm going to rock that. And I, I would never have ever done that because one of my, I believe one of my favorite features about me is my hair. So I got, had to showcase that, but I didn't at all. Okay. Now enough about my hair because that's a whole, that's a whole different podcast, a whole episode. podcast episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I just walked downstairs to the main street and we texted him like, oh, I'm over here and I'm over here. And so we ended up meeting up. And then there were you, there were you, the most poorly dressed date yeah, so, so I've like, ever seen. Now you take like, the floor. Yeah, here. so this is me, right? I finished <laughs> teaching my yoga class. It's the middle of summer, so it's hot and sweaty night. And I, for some reason, first of all, I didn't put barely any effort into my appearance. Don't say barely yoga. any effort. There was I didn't put there was any no effort for my appearance for the yoga class, first and foremost. Second of all, after yoga, I got changed out of my yoga tights and into a pair of shorts that was daggier. Then the yoga tights. Much worse looking than the tights. And same with me. Explain the shorts. Just describe those shorts to me. They're just little green Nike shorts. They're just exercise shorts. They almost look like soccer shorts that you'd wear as part of a team whose theme color was green. Yeah. And so all my other first dates, long dresses, flowing hair, platform shoes, you know, Uh, lipstick, eyeliner. To this one, I don't know what I was thinking either. I just, I was just like, cool. I'm just going to rock up as I am. And I, to be fair, I was a little bit in this phase of my life too. Hey, like Which doing a like, lot of martial arts, I put a little bit of weight on. I was quite, I was, I was like the chubbiest I've ever been. And I was like, I don't care. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm feeling good with myself. So I like full, so, so loose at that point That was in time. part of the non-attachment That was part of the non-attachment through. thing. Yeah. And so I rocked up to this day. Like, yeah, I didn't even have my hair out. I had it in like a little bun tied back. You had a, you had a big bun. We had two big buns. I walked buns. up sweaty and like in, oh, and I changed sweaty. it to like a gorilla's t-shirt. 
shirt as well. You had well a gorilla shirt and, and some... absolutely ridiculous. Like a black band t-shirt and like some green shorts. She wore these... Was it socks and slides or just slides? No, I was wearing sneakers. But Oh, you were wearing sneakers, But like yeah. the funny thing is like this was also a part of my knowing of like... It was like the same thing. Like I know this guy's going to swipe right as well. I know this mm. guy's like probably going to be confused, but I think we're going to connect beyond this. So yeah. it's not about this. Like I just the had looks, some knowing. The looks is such a small part of it yeah. to you. And to me, it was it was important, but I, I, I had to relinquish attachment to like how I looked in that moment. And it was weird that you rocked up on the same page completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And I was also fasting that day. And I hadn't eaten and I hadn't done the meditations I was supposed to do. And so we ended up spending, what, eight hours together? Yes. Roaming the streets. Of Fairfield at night. At night, on a Saturday night. Yeah. Which is, I don't know if you've been there, but it's it's actually, like, you don't go there on a Saturday night. Yeah. But yeah, we walked Shady. around constantly talking, talking, talking. I remember I tied your shoelace. You gave me a piggyback. Like, yeah. We, we, I had got the vibe of us being old friends that hadn't caught up in a while. That was immediate for me. Yeah. That was within five minutes of just walking, talking. I'm like, it just felt like a best friend who I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. And upon lots of reflection and, you know, to digress just a hair, I truly believe, you know, the reincarnation story yeah, of humanity. Me too. When I met you, it was so abundantly clear. I was yeah. like, dude, I fucking know this person. Yeah. And I just can't explain why, yeah. but I know this person. Yeah. And it's unexplainable. Yeah. It's just like, you just can't explain it. Yeah. And this kind of set the tone for the rest of our relationship at the time because we kind of snowballed into a full-blown partnership from that point forth. Within two weeks, we had expressed... Yeah, complete... let me tell that. Let me tell okay, that. Okay, okay, good. So I remember we had hung out once that day. I don't know if we hung out the next day as well. Or we, we hung out on that Saturday night for eight hours. And then we hung out like the next weekend. The next weekend, we yeah. hung out again. I think two days in a row, we hung out on the next yes, weekend. Yes, that's correct. And then I'd only seen you three times. Yeah. And so at this point, I had known you for... Just over seven days. Yeah. And I remember it had been between seven days and 14 days. At some point, I was having a family dinner um, with my oldest sister and her partner. And I was telling Shanielle, my oldest sister, I was telling her about this new girl I'd met. And she was like, oh, cool. She sounds lovely. Like You guys are into the same stuff. It's so cool. And she was just listening. And, listening. and, I, and I said to her, you know... I feel like I might be going crazy because I've only seen this girl three times, but I actually love her. And if I had been in a conversation with someone else where they said to me, Jesse, I have seen this girl two or three times and I love, I love her. I'd be like, dude, you're delirious. You're crazy. That Give it time. Yeah, give like, it time. Like, them. get to know yeah. her. You're being irrational. Like, yeah. this is not healthy. You're just diving into it. Like, you're, you're probably romanticizing things. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like, you know, step back and, like, really assess the situation. You're being, uh, being unintelligent. You're being unwise. Don't just fall like that, you know? Like, um, that's the advice <laughs> I would have given someone else. Yeah. But then when it happened to me, I had no other words besides, like, you know, Shaniel, my sister, I love this girl and I can't explain it, but that's just how it is. And I was having this conversation in the kitchen with my sister and the living room is just behind us. Um, and her partner was just sitting on the couch in the living room and he literally yells from the other side of the house. He yells, it's called falling in love, bro. You don't get to choose. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I really love that. And I... I just burst into laughter and I was like, dude, you're fucking so right. Yeah. You are so right. Because it was just completely, it was a, it was a complete falling. It was a complete like, oh yeah, it makes sense that I will spend the rest of my life with this person. Yeah. And that was it. On my end as well. And um, it was weird because I told you I was going, I was leaving the country. Yeah. I was moving overseas. Yeah. And we knew this yeah. before we had even like met each other physically. Yeah. So within 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 just under three weeks, we were fully committed to each other. And tell me your situation with the love. So actually, it was interesting because I ended up in this situation where I was I once again saw a person that I was kind of seeing at the time, and we were hanging out with one another, a very good friend of mine at the time, and then um, it, it kind of started to progress as if we were going to you know go, go a little bit further and I was like hold on a second like I don't even feel comfortable hanging out with you anymore and then I started reflecting like what's going on what's going on 
And I'm like, obviously, like, Jesse's going on, you know? Like, I'm thinking about Jesse now. I feel weird even hanging out with, like, a romantic interest, even from my past or something like that. So, anyway, I ended up telling this person, I was like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. This is really awkward, but I'm just going to leave right now. I think I'm in love with someone. And, Aww. like, it was that. It was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Like that. I th- or, like, I messaged them afterwards and I was like, yo, like, I'm really sorry. Like, I know we were kind of trying to get something going, but, like, I actually like that helped me realize I actually love this dude and I can't do anything Aww. with anyone else anymore. And so it's funny how we both like repressed a <laughs> love for each other to somebody else before Yeah, it happened. But because it was so, I mean, again, to use the word irrational, it was so irrational yeah. to both of us. It yeah. was so just like, like to even wait, to the point really? where I was kind of still doing the dating thing. And I was like, yeah. no, I can't even do this. Yeah. Like, this, this is wrong. This yeah. feels wrong. And, same, um, same, same with me. Like there was someone else there who yes. I, I was about to have a first date with like a week after you. Yeah. And I just cancelled it because yeah. I was like, actually, I want to see where this one's going. Yeah. Yeah, and peculiar. So, yeah, that like, and then, you know, then we end up telling each other that we love each other and then we end up in a relationship. Wait, who said it first? Do you remember the moment? It because- was you. It was, we were on the phone and you, we were having a very, like, heavy conversation. I was very upset, I think. I, I was very upset. I struggled a lot with the fact that I had just fallen up in love with someone who was going to study for, at the time, we thought four years overseas. Yeah. And I was having, like, a real difficult moment with that and I was talking to you on the phone about it and then I think we both just opened up to each other and you were like yeah like I, I I'm i in the same boat because I love you and I was like oh my god thank you I love you too like I'm gonna, I wasn't gonna say it but now that you said it I was gonna admit it too yeah um and then yeah like from there it was just the rest is we would we're in a relationship you know mm. and we did it for nine months until you left and um the day you left was like one of the worst days of my whole life I was just completely shattered like you came to the airport, I remember. God, but you, Jesse and hadn't I, packed. He left it till the day before. He was moving overseas. He left it to the day before. Don't even get me and started. thank God for my older sister and Danica and we my younger sister. We stayed up all We literally, 24-hour all-nighter, yeah. helping me pack my whole life up. Yeah. Bubble wrap all my technology, yeah. everything I need, all my musical equipment. Yeah. Got to the airport, had, had like big fights with people about them charging us so much money to just to bring guitars Guitar, over yeah, ended up duct taping like three guitars into one thing to save money and yeah. weird things like that and obviously airport fees everyone knows that but yeah it was just it was it was rough it was rough yeah. on me too it really was yeah. though it was bittersweet because i was like moving finally, towards a dream yeah finally i get to go to the dream school the place i've wanted to go my whole life yeah since I knew about it, I'm like, that's where I'm going. I always knew I was going to go there. And this is where me and Jesse really parted ways in terms of our life paths for a long period of time. Uh, not parted ways, but you know, in a sense. Was, in I don't a think sense. parted ways is the right word. But I just delved so deep into this dark place of like, I actually cut off my old friends because because the, these relationships were not serving me anymore. Well, and I, it I wasn't related to our of, relationship though. Just mentioned oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was in the process of... So I had just found out that I had scoliosis and I had severe back pain and I was like, oh my God, I can't move anymore. Quit martial arts, it quit was, yoga. It was terrible scoliosis. Yeah. Not just scoliosis. Everyone has some kind of mild scoliosis. Yeah, it was like a significant scoliosis. This is a very bad... What is it? Like a 37% Yeah, S-curve. it gets a lot worse than that. But yeah, it was a significant yeah, but scoliosis. That's, that's, that's on the scale of that. Yeah, okay. A physio will say it's, all, it's, it's not, chronic it's not back too pain. bad. It's just like, chronic back pain. It's chronic back pain. Chronic pain. chronic pain we've talked so, about it before yeah we've talked about it so there's chronic pain and then there's also this period of my life where i'm still cutting people away who don't align because i'm still in this place of elevation elevation and all of this and choosing who you want to yeah. be in your, in your life yes and reassessing so, and knowing like especially after having met jesse it's like i can't call in the right people unless the people who can't who don't need to be there are gone you know yeah, so so space. literally when jesse left i spent like two years no friends, man. No friends. Like, at all. And your close family members were not even really close with no, you No, because there was so much, like, drama going on between me and my close cousins and stuff like that. And, um, God, that was such a weird period of time. And I just had to get so, like, strong and self-sufficient to back myself. But then, then we entered this phase of having a WhatsApp relationship, effectively. Yeah, literally a WhatsApp relationship. So every day, whenever our times would overlap, so it was usually... A, your morning was my evening. So whenever I'd finish school in the evening, I would call you on WhatsApp and maybe have dinner while talking to you while you're having breakfast and drinking tea or something. Yeah, we'd be doing work while talking to each other and spending heaps of time on the phone. Yes. And this is where, like, this is where... um, It was crazy, man. I literally spent more time on the screen to you. Like, every time I was on my screen doing, like, writing an essay or some kind of homework, I'll just have you in the background because you were doing some kind of course or some kind of study... 
I forget what. I was studying various things. It was your things. health coaching. PT, health coaching. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I came to visit you. That was um, about nine months in? I think nine months in. Yeah. yeah to long distance. I came to visit Jesse for six weeks. We did Boston and New York and... That was um, awesome. That was awesome. It was so crazy. I remember like... That was the first time we were like actually living in the same proximity, same bedroom for, for a long an period extended of time. period of time. I remember getting off the plane, like getting out of the airport and f- seeing you for the first time. And, okay, this is weird, right? Yeah. And and, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, his head is so big. Like that was the first thing. I was like, his head is so big. Dude, and my we first ran thought and, was, your head is so small. <laughs> and we is ran, head so small? We ran That's and hugged shrink. each other. And I'm hugging this dude that I'm like so in love with, but physically I'm like, I don't know this person. who this person is. I don't remember the smell. I don't remember this feeling. Mm-hmm. And for the first few days of getting reacquainted with each other, and we come to learn it was not just that time. It was every time every we came time. back to being with each other physically after mm-hmm. a long period away from each other. The body's like, I don't know who this is. Why are you hugging a stranger? And How weird is that? Yeah. So. Just to elaborate, like that is one of the weirdest physical sensations I've ever gone through in my life. It's difficult. I would describe it more as confusing. Yeah. Because every fiber of my being knows I love you, but I don't even know what it feels like to stand next to you. Yeah. And so when I see you, I'm like, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. When I see you, I'm like, that's the there's the girl that I love, but I don't know you when I'm standing next to you. Your hug feels weird. It's this, the very subconscious things like the way you smell, yeah. the way you move, the way you walk, yeah. the way you embody your own energy. These things are a part of who you fall in love with. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to be with your partner pretty much the entire length of your relationship, then you won't really know what it's like to forget that and then have to relearn that. Yeah. And so you see them and it's like, I want to hug you and I've wanted to kiss you for nine months but I'm almost scared to kiss you because it feels weird. Yeah. It feels like I don't know you. Yeah. But mentally and mentally and emotionally, you're I everything do. to me. Yeah. But physically, it's like, who is this? Yeah. It is the weirdest thing ever. And it, it is, makes it's it, so peculiar. It makes for a strange few weeks of trying to reacquaint with each other's energy. Usually, and just, three days to a week is is how long it took us. Yeah. I believe. Or but when, my you, end when least, you moved yeah. back to Sydney, it took us. Took us weeks. Yeah, it took us weeks. So, so yeah, I visited Jesse. Jesse came visited me in the middle. We had some trips together, and then Jesse was away for two and a half years in total. And then he landed back in Australia on New Year's Eve at like eleven p.m. on in two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty. Eleven forty on December thirty first. Eleven forty p.m. on December thirty first of twenty nineteen. So twenty minutes before the rollover of the decade. Yeah, and um, yeah. And um, that was a really difficult few weeks when Jesse moved back to Sydney and we found out he wouldn't be going back to Berkeley because of the physical thing again, Mm. where it's like, I don't know who this is. And now all of a sudden you're back, Mm -hmm. which we both weren't expecting. And I remember we, we had such a hard time coming back together and this is, and then when I realized why we had this, so so physically we kept trying to hang out we kept trying to connect and it was really hard and we were bickering and we were not connecting and we were you know going different ways mentally and emotionally when we were with each other and then i'd go home or jesse would go home and then we'd get on the phone and we were back to normal and we How weird is that? in love with each other oh my and then after God. a few weeks we had this beautiful conversation i said jesse like i've just figured out what's going on we're better at a WhatsApp relationship than we are at being together mm-hmm. because by that time we had spent maybe two, f- let's two and say a half years. two and a half years. We had been together for like three years at that point. Yeah. We had spent two years of that time away from each other and maybe a year into less than a year in total with each other physically. And so we were literally, we had Wait, it's m- way more than a year in total. Yeah. Cause it was what like nine mean? months yeah. plus a few weeks here and there. Yeah. yeah so, so maybe 10 months in 11 months in total, 11 months of, yeah, so just less three than a year. and a half years yes. was spent together. Yes. So the majority of our relationship at that point yeah. was a, fo- a screen relationship. Yes. And yeah, we had gotten <laughs> so, so astronomically. I, I, we, we'd just gotten so good at communicating with each other verbally via WhatsApp on a video call. Mm. Our verbal communication was spot on. We were so good at talking things out, hashing things out, but we, couldn't synergize and i think it took us like a good few weeks to just come back together we were more gentle each other from that point forth and whatnot Mm. but we realized like we have to 
we have maybe maybe we have to rely on our verbal communication to bring us back together, especially mm. when we're together. 100%. And um, so I guess that's like, it's, it's cool to tell the story because this is what's led to this podcast, right? Where I think yeah. me and Jesse, I don't think we're inherently great communicators just in general, but when it comes to communicating with each other, I think we do a really good job of that. And do you want to share one of the big lessons for you that yeah. we've taken away from long distance? Yeah. Oh my or God. Or any other stories or anything you want to share? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, First thing I will say about the lessons behind long distance is, oh my God, the key to every relationship is communication. And that is the foundation of the relationship which you build upon. And what I remember thinking is that, thank God we've been put in a situation where we are laying down the foundations first. Because if you want to go into a relationship for 70 years plus, well, you need, you, you need a strong groundwork. And I don't think there would have ever been a better way to get a stronger groundwork than to have to communicate and have to realize how valuable it is to be in each other's presence, how valuable it is that we met, how valuable it is that we share so many of the same ambitions, passions, uh, values towards Interest, the universe yeah. and life in general. We were forced to learn that so early and in an unforgettable way. And so it leaves us with this endlessly appreciation, this, this endless appreciation for our relationship, each other, communication and conflict resolution, actually. That was one of the biggest things that came yeah. out of that phase yeah. of our relationship because yeah. if there was ever conflict, it was purely, it was purely verbal conflict, right? And then mm-hmm. what, what do you do hang up? the phone on somebody and like you can't you can't walk away from conflict when you're no. talking on the phone you can't walk away from it you're well, that was our policy hey yes it's, you can't, it's like you're not allowed to well but 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 i think that came out of like not being able to because we couldn't walk away we couldn't smash shit we couldn't show our frustration <laughs> Did you want to walk away and smash it yes uh, all the time but the, you couldn't like there was no outward displays of any of these emotions it was like the, all we have all we we can't walk away and come back to each other. All we have is the capacity to sort it out right here and now. And so that that's that's one of our policies that we developed early on in our relationship is hey, if we have anything at all to bring up with each other, we don't wait. There yeah. is no sweeping under the rug. The most we've done is maybe like a week when we we're going through some shit and we, you know, didn't say something that we needed to say. That's a very rare thing though. Anything that we have to say to each other, bring up with one another happens in the moment and it gets, so- we sit there and have either a one to 12 hour conversation if needed and just sort it the fuck out. Yeah. It and that, becomes that's priority one. Is that's like, to let's, this day. Let's resolve this conflict immediately Yeah, and let's get on the same page and then we can continue. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it was wasn't something it wasn't something that we consciously decided hey we're gonna do this from now on it became the favorable way to move forward yeah and i remember one time actually um there was this bickering we were having while i was in sydney before i went to berkeley in the first nine months and i intuitively said so so i intuitively said to you danica like let's go lie down right now and you were heated and I was heated and we were, we were discussing something passionately and I can't remember what it was. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, by the way, sorry for all the noise in the background. Um, it will pass soon. But anyway, so we were heated and I said, Danica, let's go lie down. And you're like, why? What do you want to lie down for? I was so angry. Angry. And I was too. Yeah. And I said, our goal here is to get on the same page. It's to come back to love. It's to come back to understanding each other and appreciating each other and to come back to um, just absolute love and respect, right? And you said, yeah. And I said, cool. So I motioned you to, to sit down and then we lay down next to each other and I just had my arm around you and I said, cool, let's continue the discussion now. And it was basically an argument, but we were lying down holding each other, talking quietly mm. to one another while like having an argument. And that was that was profound because it shows that we still love each other even though mm. we're not just we're not agreeing with each other in this moment and that I was think, that was actually so I just, I just want to add that was the most important thing i that was probably the first time i um developed a, a severe value or, or a strong value for conflict resolution because i said to myself if we can if we can hone in on this action that says we love each other well then soon enough our words will get back there. Mm. So I just thought if we can, if our action says we love each other, but our words are not saying that right now, 
hold the action until the words match that. It's a real good strategy. And I think back then as well, we valued it so much because we knew we didn't have like our time together there was, was limited. Little time, yeah. So it's like, we don't have time to fucking be angry at each other and be yelling at each other from across the room. Like we need all the physical contact we can get. Yeah. And so that just extended to our, you know, online relationship or whatever. But, um, for me, one, yeah, like for me, so there was that, there's like on the spot conflict resolution for partners. All right. Here's, here's the, here's the list guys, write it down on the spot conflict resolution. And then, you know, a lesson from early in our relationship, when you know, you know, knowing, you know, intuition, clarity, non-attachment, getting to this, doing, doing the work for yourself, doing the work for yourself, taking the time for yourself, clearing yourself out mentally and emotionally, getting to a good place and then saying, cool, what, what, what do I deserve to call in? Mm. You know, there's a real power in that process of like, everyone says like, you can't be in your, I, well, I don't know, I've heard and I do believe that you can't find your perfect partner unless you learn how to befriend yourself and you mm. get nitty gritty with yourself and you You've do the push, work yeah. that you need to do yeah. for yourself so that you can be a good partner for the person who's coming your way. That's right. So can I add do to the that work. Though? Yeah, yeah. The, there's a quote that sum, summarizes it quite well. And I believe it comes from somewhere in Judaism. And I might butcher the quote, so bear with me. It says that if you want to find your princess, you must first become a prince. Mm, beautiful. That's it. That's mm. it. And then, so yeah, let's say one, do the work. Two, call it in. Three, sweep nothing under the rug. Four, got one for me? Yeah, actually the um the action versus communication. Like Try that. If you are in a heated moment, but yeah. you know in your heart and in yourself that you want this to be resolved well if you guys are yelling at each other or things aren't going well there's a big disagreement what is your goal stop for a minute take a breath and reflect what do i want from this conversation do i want to be right and how do i I want to be happy and how do i get there and how can i keep expressing love in this moment even though cool i'm setting my boundaries cool i'm stating my values cool i'm angry i'm pissed off but how can i keep showing that like ultimately i do still love you yes i think that's an important one and so just the hugging while talking or the holding while talking was the big thing and and valuing love more than being right in the argument is i think one of the most important things for any relationship being right it means you're, you're you're falling into self-righteousness and even if you are technically right sometimes you're right but you're more pissed off yeah and we have a whole episode on self-righteousness episode, yeah. so i'm not going to elaborate but yeah so there's there's four pieces of general advice for all relationships but but honing in more on if you if you're considering long distance or if you're in long distance what's some advice for that well, firstly, I would say learn each other's love languages. That's the most important thing. There's a book about that called The Five Love Languages, or you can just do a survey online and read about them. That's the most important thing. And secondly is quality time. If you value your time together, then you'll choose to spend it better. And a sort of side story, when Danica came to visit me in Boston, we spent five days in New York. Was it five days? Five days in New York, yeah. We spent five days in New York, and we were out 16 hours a day doing stuff. Then after we finished New York, we got back to Boston, and we felt depleted, and we felt like we hadn't connected and spent time together. And I was like, cool, we went to New York, but I don't really care, Yeah, we saw all these cool things, but I really just wanted to spend time with you. And so... In some way, quality time is more important than the activities. And yes, activities are fun. They're important. They deepen your relationship. But if your time is limited together from the start, particularly mm, if you get to see each other six months and that's, I'm sorry, six weeks and that's all you're going to get for for a whole year. year. Yeah. You know, value the quality time. Just sit with each other. Just sit with each other. 100%. Um, That's something that we had to learn the hard way. Hang out. Be together. Yeah. Yeah. And you can even extend that metaphor into, you know, as they say, life is short. Well, if life is short and you have 70 years or 20 years or however many years with this person, then, you know, why would you, wouldn't you want to spend more time loving and appreciating each other rather than um, trying to be right or win an argument or um, just constantly do things and not actually spend quality time together? Mm. At least, yeah. yeah. A lot of things can distract you from your relationship. Yes. Be with the relationship, yeah. But also, like, in the first nine months of our relationship, we did so many things. We had so many experiences. But, yeah, like, it's in those little bits of time where we got to see each other. (laughs) We squeezed, like, two years into nine months. We did. It was great. We really did. It was needed as well. But um, another piece of advice I have for somebody who's doing long distance or considering long distance is just trust your knowing. Like, when you know, you know. Mm. Because I think there was so little doubt for both of us in that two and a half years we spent apart from one another 
we were fully committed. And, you know, yeah. looking back now, if Jesse said to me, I'm going to fuck off for the next two and, a, two and a half years, I'd be like, cool, bye. I'll find a new man. Because <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I've already, you know, that would just be ridiculous <laughs> after everything we've been through. But, but look, I'd say that, but I wouldn't mean it. I, I would say it, though, because I'd get pissed off. You wouldn't and I'd get, have like, to say childish it. about it. Um, but look, so the point I'm trying to get at is <laughs> I don't even think that I could go back to doing long, long distance now. And, and looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know how I got through that, but I think it's, I think it's lucky that we did that early in our relationship. Cause this is what I kept saying. I keep saying so to people, teachable. like, I'm glad we did it early in the relationship because we took so many lessons away from it. And now we're just so fucking needy. We're just so needy. And so you think, be- we're, you think we're like countering that like the pendulum swing in the it's other a, way that's what i say as well it's Possibly. the pendulum swing we're making up for all the time we didn't have together now we're just like absolute babies about being together but um which is you know <laughs> i don't think we're we that needy we definitely no, value our own bad. friendships no, we definitely value our own say. things this is what i was gonna say i don't think we're as needy as we could be because we always have that perspective of like remember when we weren't together yeah. like you guys are lucky to i'm uh, saying this to myself yeah and you yeah we we are lucky to have each other in our lives now mm. if we don't get to see each other for two weeks like oh god what a big deal what a big deal with the yeah. two and a half years we'll, we'll know, be fine piece of advice for all relationships like be very careful who you're talking to when you say i haven't seen my partner in two weeks like i'm seriously dying i'm just so depressed like the amount of times i want to stab people in the throat when they came and said that to me and i'm like i haven't seen my partner in 12 fucking months like, yeah check yourself yeah bitch. dude and i don't it's get like, that anymore it's it was like only saying- when i was in long distance that i would hear these stories and i had like five different people do it to me <laughs> I'm just like, can I kill you? Oh, you totally <laughs> called that into eh? it. Yeah, like, I fully called it in. It's like saying, oh, I haven't eaten since breakfast. It's four o'clock. I'm yeah. so hungry. It's like, dude, I haven't eaten in two weeks. Yeah. Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, it's such a real thing. Um, yeah, I think that summarizes it well. I think you've 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 let you've given some bullet points for people to take away if they ever are going through something similar. Yeah, and and just to reiterate, like you know. At least on my end, being the one who was left behind, it was so difficult. And I was in such a deep, dark depression. Again, I, I, I now have... I, uh, I have, it made you who you are, though. I have so many beautiful friends and beautiful people and connections in my life now. Um, and it did it did make me who I am. I had to go through that real deep, dark loneliness. My partner's gone. I have no friends. I'm, I'm, my body is fucked. I'm starting from scratch in, in so many constantly. different ways. And yeah. having to go through that journey, like it truly made me who I am. It was so painful. It was so difficult. It was so lonely and isolating. Um, and you can't connect with many people, you know, many people, no, nobody has context for long distance. It's just so niche and nuanced to, to the, like, it's a niche and nuanced experience. So it's hard for people to understand when you would try and tell them yeah. your situation. Yeah. They're like, that- oh, that sucks. But don't worry. Like time flies. That's what people say. Time flies. And it's like, oh, can I shank you too? Like, you know, like, <laughs> don't fucking tell me that time flies. It's not going to help anything. Um, Thank God you didn't carry a knife around in the area. <laughs> it didn't fly. I don't think time flies. I think it was, a, I think it felt like two and a half years. It went slow that man. time for you? It, it felt like two and a half years but um stick it out it's so worth it man it's so worth it because we're just like the best now is we're that, just like is that why we're the best yeah we're just like we have the most perfect relationship we just have so much experience we just know so much now are you trying to make us sound like we're superior in our relationship to everyone else absolutely i'm not for this she's doing a thing i'm not i'm not, I'm not seconding it my last thing <laughs> is you mentioned it before. I just want to reiterate the knowing is possibly the most important thing. Yeah, like- the knowing and the gratitude. Those were the driving home factors. And the knowing, if you're into studying intuition, reading about intuition and all that kind of stuff, then you get it. If you don't, it, then it's unexplainable. You can't explain why you know, but you know. And don't try to bring your bullshit into the knowing where it's like, yeah, he like, he, you know, he verbally abuses me like every second week. But like, other than that, he's so amazing. Like, I know he's the one. Like, it's not, there wasn't any, this is, uh, this is another thing we've always said. I'm glad this came into my head. We didn't compromise. We didn't settle. In our relationship, we have not compromised and we have not settled. Yeah, hell yeah. Every quality that each other has, we fully embrace and are grateful for. And yeah. we, not, none of us had to change to be with each other yeah. in any way. Yeah. Of course, we're going through the journey of like growing and healing trauma and becoming more... But isn't everyone. So, yeah, more cohesively regulated and stuff like that. But I don't think we ever had to put up with any true bullshit with one another. There was no real like big karmic we, lessons. It's because we were specific about what we wanted yeah. in the beginning. And we're in the right mental state and attitude to call that in. Yeah. And then once we received it, 
there was no compromise. Yeah. There was no, it was no, there was no need for it because no we got what we wanted. And yeah. So maybe like if, if, if you're in one of those positions where it's like, oh, I don't know if this person is the one or how much are you compromising? How much are you having to change yourself or how much are you wanting your partner to change? Yeah. And then maybe just, just double check like, oh, is this the one? Do I have the knowing? I always say, are the ops worth the downs? That's yeah. how you know if the relationship's worth it. So are the true. ops worth the downs? So true. Very simple. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, you know, if you are intrigued and want to look into manifestation or any of the esoteric practices that we believed help us get to the place where we could actually manifest each other, um, hit us up on any social media yeah. and we'll, we'll give you some resources. Okay, I'm going to say one more thing and then we'll, okay. we'll wrap. One so, more thing. Uh, and final thing is the reason that we did long distance and the reason I never tried to get Jesse to stay is because I was on my path and Jesse was on his and we were able to be together while on two paths that walked you know alongside each other but from a long distance away yeah. you know we we're walking in the same direction we were, we were parallel to one another yeah but on pole like we were literally on opposite ends of the globe yeah and and you know that I, hasn't I, changed yeah and we don't get in each other's ways yeah we never get in each other's ways that's his life path this is mine we stay out of each other's ways because we respect first and foremost like you're still an autonomous human being you have goals yeah. and ambitions yeah and if and if we stay aligned with our personal goals and ambitions in this partnership, we trust that we'll both end up in the same place together. Bingo. Even if we walk away from each other to get Bingo. there. We are aware that our life purpose is more important than even our relationship. Mm -hmm. And we are just there to, to walk alongside each other um, in this path. And so I try never to get in your way with your goals. I know how much they mean to you. I know how much your work and your passions are a part of your being. Yeah. So I don't fuck with that. And you don't do that for me. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's why we know so much and that's why we're so great. And, um, <laughs> if you ever need advice, you know, hit us up. We can do like relationship oh counseling and like no, we couples don't. therapy or coaching. No, we don't. And... We don't do any of those things. And if anyone's listening to this podcast for the first time <laughs> and they're just getting to know us now through this episode, please understand Danica is never this arrogant and condescending. I'm talking shit. I don't actually think that highly of us you know i just think it's an interesting story it's a good story I, that's it like we still we're still going through still it all humans we're still human very human painfully human disgustingly human no it's not disgusting or painful oh sorry beautifully human thank you appreciate it <laughs>